What is it like being in a career that you do not enjoy? Waking up every morning with a feeling, I don't want to go to work, but still you do. What is it like to have a life where you focus only on the upcoming holidays or the weekends? And then your health suffers. We get diseases related to the mind and body, anxiety and high blood pressure being the most common. But what can we do? We need a job after all, right? We can't survive without it. Or can we? The secret is finding your passion and transforming it into your job. After all, transforming your hobby into your job means never having to work one more day in your life. But how do we do that? That's exactly what we'll talk about in this podcast. And today with me is Martina. Martina is a coach and holistic marketeer. She has a master's in digital marketing and 15 plus years of of self-development. Exploring spirituality, psychology, neuroscience, mindfulness, breath work, and how our nervous system works. She created the framework that is called holistic marketing. She helps people to overcome the fear of marketing and helps them attract clients. Welcome, Martina. It's so nice to have you here. Thank you. I'm so happy to be here, Ada. That's great. I would like to start with you telling us a little bit about yourself and how you work and how you help people. Yeah. So as you mentioned, my background is in digital marketing. So I've got a decade of experience hands-on in startups, scale-ups, agencies, you name it, to help companies grow through marketing online. But marketing a solopreneur uh, or like someone that is just one person growing their own business is a whole different ball game because now it becomes very personal. And so what I saw was that in conventional marketing, there's this huge piece that is missing from marketing ourselves. And that is our own psychology, because we can have the best strategies in the world in terms of marketing and business and all of that. But if we're afraid of being visible and afraid of standing out and getting attention for who we're now becoming or selling, then we won't follow through on those amazing strategies anyway. So really working with our nervous system capacity to to actually feel safe in being seen as, I mean, I work mostly with coaches. So being seen with this new identity because most coaches has a background. They've been, you know, salespeople, lawyers, doctors, like all of that. And now all of a sudden they're transitioning into this whole new identity. And very often too, the people that I attract are also in the more spiritual realm. So there's that layer too, to really come out of this, like spiritual closet and like Mm -hmm. revealing your true colors and that it can be quite confrontational. And that is what I, I help people do so that not only do they dare to stand out, we also peel back the layers of conditioning. So we actually find their true voice and not just like a curated left brain strategic messaging. It, we're like, we're really finding the core of who you really are so that it becomes more organic and so that people come to you because of who you are uh, in your essence, rather than like thinking that you have to be someone else in the market space. This, this sounds amazing. So there are two questions that pop up in my mind immediately. On one side, why are people so scared of that? And 
of course I would really love to know how you do this so let's yeah. start maybe with a with a fear why are people so scared to actually be themselves out there and to market themselves yeah so i mean there's many layers to this so i mostly work with women and if we look at the statistics in the helping industry and self-development industry it tends to be a lot of women and we're very often conditioned to sit down and be pretty so to speak and agree with <laughs> whatever is being said like yeah uh, if you're too loud then you're a problem or if you have too strong opinions you know then you're bossy and so there's like this fear of being rejected as well like and, and that is i would say a a human thing not necessarily just a, a women thing but the thought of being rejected the, the the fear of being different being judged ridiculed talked behind their back and also just like changing an identity because we live our lives based on one identity, but then when remove or, or drastically change that identity, it can be scary for ourselves. Like, who am I then? Like, what is this? Like, <laughs> what's going on? And then, and then you look around yourself and the people that are in your world at the moment, they don't know that version of you. And then now you have to explain like, well, you feel like maybe you have to explain to them what's happened and your development and all of that. And, and they might not understand, they might ask questions, they might have their thoughts on it. And again, like coming back to, we shouldn't be any different. And in, in yeah. Norway also, we have this thing called Janteloven, basically yeah. tall puppy syndrome is the same thing in, in <laughs> Australia or in Japan, they say the nail that stands out will get hammered down, so to speak. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so it's that thing of being visual. And I think also in the Scandinavian, maybe even European culture, even more so. I mean, in America, I think they're better trained to be visible. Maybe they stand on stages and in front of schools and all of that a lot sooner. Whereas here, it's, it's not culture for that. That could be something like there's cultural differences. Um, but what I see so much over and over is lack of self-trust, lack of thinking that we're good in, not good enough, you know, there's imposter syndrome. Yeah. Like, who am I to, to say this to others? Who am I to be this person? And now I'm, I'm going to market myself as this expert. So there's a lot of thoughts around that that comes up. And while there's trends and things that I see over and over again, it's also individual what comes up. I understand. So basically, you peel a lot of layers to help people. Could you explain a little bit how you go about doing that? Yeah. So first, one of the things that is really important is to sort of create the vision. Like, mm. well, we know we have to establish where we're now as well. So first of all, I do the alignment mapping where we figure out where exactly are you now? And then we dream up the vision. What would you love to achieve? And once we've painted that picture of, of your ideal situation in your business, in your marketing, like literally fleshing out what it would look like to be the version of yourself that has a flourishing business and you just love doing your marketing in your business. And then once we've done that, a lot of resistance comes up and now we get to the juicy part because now mm -hmm. we can really start to pick apart those fears, pick apart those pieces of resistance. Why are we afraid of this? question the thoughts like is that even true if we look at it objectively and then so 
picking apart the resistance is one thing. And then we also build up their self-confidence. And I use a lot of different yeah. ways to do that. So it's pure coaching, like mindset coaching. We also do a little bit of tapping sometimes. I introduce hypnosis to get more to the subconscious parts of the brain. We do visualizations, feeling into the body. We create uh, specific action steps to stretch the nervous system's capacity, not to get re-traumatized because we don't want to take a too big of a leap, but we want to train ourselves, train the nervous system like a muscle to, to be able to take on more and more visibility and being seen as who we really are as well. So there's many, like it's the resistance piece and then it's the build-up piece. That's sort of the overarching themes. So it's the fears, what is holding you back, mm-hmm. and then building up your new identity. Yeah. That sounds like a lot of work. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, right? that's why, yeah, yeah. So that's, like, it's a lifetime of conditioning, right? So that's Yeah, why, right. <laughs> yeah, and that's why my pro- program is six months, because, like, we can't, yeah, okay. like, help you have an identity shift and completely transform your marketing in a couple of sessions. Like, there's... There's just a lot of layers to it. And while, yes, we can have quantum leaps, we also need to do the groundwork and the foundationals to be able to take that leap. Yeah, cleaning the house first before you start making changes. Yeah, exactly. Okay, but this is basically for people that have already taken the first step, right? The first step towards a new identity, towards a new, more abundant way of life or a new type of career. Yeah, so most of the people that come to me are either like completely in the starting phases and like they know they want to create their own business. Okay, so it's that as well, completely in the starting phase, yeah. Yeah, but, but most of the time, like they have some sort of experience or expertise within their field. So they might have been on a 10 year self development journey themselves, but now they're ready to, you know, like help others with it. So we build up everything like, as I said, their identity and base their brand and their marketing around that as well. And then I work with more like other people that have well-established businesses that have regular clients and really want to lift to that higher level and start to implement more specific marketing strategies and SEO and all of that. So it's very custom. It's kind of a hybrid where I help them with their very specific things based on where they mm. are, but I also have have them do um, worksheets. So I also can make sure that they learn what they need to, no matter where they're at in their business, in terms of marketing, like getting the principles right. That's why it's called holistic marketing. Yeah. <laughs> it's Yeah, it's because you don't just do the work you actually go in the background of the issue so you you actually go very much in depth in order to do the the work in the right way yeah so it's i see marketing as a practice of healing because you have Mm, to heal that was really good yeah because you have to heal to grow your business and attract more abundance you have to increase your capacity to receive and to be visible as who you really are and growing that self-trust, self-confidence in order to really stand up for what you believe in and what you're here to give. Hmm. I understand. And peel off all those layers of I'm not good enough, I don't deserve this, Mm -hmm. 
and it doesn't go grow on trees or a lot of yeah. limiting beliefs i see yeah but why do people do this why do they decide to for example leave career where they're doing maybe well to do something totally different why do they start from scratch in my experience a lot of people have almost lived double lives they've had their passions and interests and spiritual or self-development journeys alongside their corporate jobs and it gets to a pain point or like a breaking point if you will where we're just like i can't live two lives any longer like i have to step into this and be truth truthful to myself and and really follow this calling so many of my clients are very um, natural naturally talented at what they do but they just haven't been able to to play it out in a corporate setting it just hasn't allowed them to be expressing those gifts where they are and a lot of the times it's also like this sense that there has to be more to life than you know like just going to work and doing something that other people tell me that feeling that there there has to be something else to life yeah yeah, yeah i'm uh, yeah pretty familiar with that with that feeling of living a double life and yeah. having those those thoughts exactly that but what kind of ramifications can this have on someone's health and well-being if they continue living that kind of double life that kind of life where you actually want to do something but because of limiting beliefs you don't believe that you can manage to to be successful in that what you really love doing mm. so you continue in your normal day job what mm. what ramifications can this have for on someone's health and well-being for that matter yeah i mean well-being or mental well-being is um, as you know closely linked to physical well-being as well yeah and um so many of the people that have come to me have had burnout issues because they do so much of what doesn't give them energy they're pushing themselves to do this and they're doing it just for the sake of money and security well they think it's security but then they end up with a burnout and and they can't work so that that's some people that experience that another part is just the mental aspect of it like every day you're doing the same thing but you're not doing what you enjoy and so you start feeling less creative you're starting to sort of um, contract you're not expanding mm. into life you're more contracting and just like going through the motions and like oh i have to do this like worst case is burnout more than that you know and so it definitely can severely impact our well-being mentally and physically if we keep pressuring ourselves to do things that we really don't want to and it's so important to just explore the reasons why we want to keep going to that job and not following our passions. And most of the times it's that fear that I'm not good enough. I won't manage. I won't be successful. I won't be able to earn enough money doing this. Who am I to do it? Why should people come to me? Why shouldn't they go to someone else? The market is saturated. People don't <laughs> yeah. need another coach or another yoga instructor or whatever. <laughs> you know? Yeah, I know it. Yeah. I can relate to all those thoughts. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then also, I, I want to also pivot into in terms of pressuring ourselves, because when people quit their jobs and actually make a leap of faith and go all in, they continue running their business as if they were in a corporate structure. 
So they're actually now being a worse boss than their boss were to them because that that inner voice is constantly like, you should be doing this, you should be working, why haven't you produced this? And so you're actually on a constant hamster wheel of shooting yourself all over again because you think you have to do, 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 do to achieve what you have to to be able to support yourself financially. And then we have bro marketing, which is like, uh, you know, you have to uh, put yourself out there more, bigger, better, harder, mm. faster, you know, all of that, yeah. which is incompatible with our moral compass. And when yeah. it's in conflict with who we really are and who we want to be, then we again contract and we grow and we're like, oh, why did I quit my job to do this? Like, this is even worse. Now I work longer, <laughs> I earn less, and I put myself out there in a way that I don't like at all. And that's where I come in. <laughs> Got it. Okay, so having to do, 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 or yeah, everything you described is not really healthy, right? Like if you're working even more than in your day job, in your mm -hmm. previous job, then what is the point of it? Yeah. That's when you come that's when you come in. Okay, when someone is in that position, because I have a feeling that many people listening to this right now will be in a place where they are kind of thinking that this job I'm having, this kind of life is not for me, but how can I make this leap? Mm. How, what would you suggest to them? I would suggest to, we have a Norwegian expression, jump over the fence where it's at its lowest. <laughs> so basically <laughs> do the things that requires the less amount of energy from you, like easiest things for you to do into establishing a business that is still having an impact on your progression. So for example, it might be setting up a, a social media account and start talking about what you're interested in, or it might be networking with the right people, or it might be to start planning a retreat with the right type of people. So like do things that you enjoy and that you would do for free anyway, and that doesn't require all the extra admin, like do what you think is fun first and and then you can sort out the administrational parts of it later. Um, so for example, I have, I have this amazing friend. She loves developing recipes and, and she wants to do something with it, but she hasn't really quite figured out what. So what I would say in that specific instance would be do that, like develop those recipes, share it in a blog, like get it out there. Um, and then if that feels confrontational, because it's like, yeah, but what we, what about my boss? What about my people that are yeah. friends that don't know me as this person? Block them. I mean, in my first period on Instagram, I blocked 400 people because I, wow. need, uh -huh, it was friends and it was friends <laughs> of friends and it was family. It's like, because why? you needed to be who you were without being judged. Exactly. So my nervous system had to grow into feeling stable enough in myself online I can introduce the potentiality of someone in my network frowning on it <laughs> yeah I get it and yeah. then and then did you start kind of unblocking those 400 people yeah and showing your true colors your like who you really are yeah and okay and so now they're all unblocked not that many have followed me anyway so <laughs> <laughs> they're not like they're not my people in in this particular yeah thing. I get it. like one aspect of me is still you know compatible with with them but yeah. this growing part of me ever growing part of me is 
it's just not for them. Like, then we don't have to interact with that part. <laughs> yeah, I understand. Hmm, I totally get it. When I was thinking to make the leap, I, so I can totally relate to what you're what you're talking about. When I was thinking about leaving my day job and going into yoga, meditation, and all this, it was a big fear. Like, what will people say? So I totally get it. Blocking yeah. people is can actually help because then you don't have to think about that. Yeah. I see Instagram is where I am. I'm yeah. not on TikTok, but I see my Instagram as my porch. Like that's my house, my profile, my house. I won't let anyone mm. in there if I don't like their energy. <laughs> so like, Good. yeah. So like I, if there's people that is not, it, I mean, I haven't really gotten any haters, but if I was to, I would actually take mm. enjoyment in like, block them and just say bye i mean if there, <laughs> would, there you, would you actually seller, reply yeah would you uh, actually maybe not reply? maybe not I'd maybe not like, yeah oh energy there's is no matched. point why yes exactly <laughs> just attracting the right energy or okay but how uh, how can people transform their idea let's say that someone has just started with their idea so they have already put out something they have started doing the fun part of it how can they transform their idea into a successful business that basically brings in the cash? Because I can believe that most people are thinking, oh, I won't make enough to support my lifestyle. Mm, yeah. How can they transform this idea into a successful business? Yeah, so this is where all the layers comes in. It's super important with a vision being really quite specific. And while a vision can change, it's important to have that guiding North Star. Uh, and once you have that, um, figure out what you love doing, because one thing is starting a business. Another thing is maintaining a business because in the beginning, there's a lot of dopamine. There's a lot of like, okay, I, I can do this and I have this project, but then you get into the everyday swing of it. And what's important then is that you keep showing up and showing up requires that you actually enjoy what you're doing. The majority of the time so figure out for your personal personality and and for those of you that are interested in astrology maybe you can get some hints uh, and direction there for those of you that are mm -hmm. into human design can for sure get a lot of direction there for those of you that have just haven't really done a lot of introspection on what you like and not try different things like see if networking is something that you enjoy see look at your tendencies like do I enjoy, do I get my best ideas? Do I create the best content when I'm with people or when I'm out in nature? Uh, what sort of the spaces that brings out the most positive for me and my business? So that's sort of the environment. And then you can look at what mediums do I love? Do I love, love talking? Do I love talking alone? Like, do I, I like to teach or do I like to be in dialogue with people like we're right now? Mm. Uh, so consider podcasting or YouTube or whatever. And then also like if you're doing YouTube or podcast, then consider, you know, your capacity to edit or not. So there's the core of what I'm saying now is to just get to know yourself, what you love, what comes easy to you, and then trusting that that specific path to get things out is the best thing because there's there's four things that has to be in place for you to sell the first thing is you have to have 
um, a belief in yourself that you are the best person for your people to get help like you're the mm. person to go to if you don't think yeah. that then people are going to pick up on that you know you have to have that belief in check and then the second is your belief in what you're offering so like do i believe in coaching do i believe in yoga do i believe in my specific offer that i've put together with my modalities mm. if that's not in check people are going to be like oh i like the girl or person but there's something about that program there's something about this that it's just get the gut feeling right that there's exactly. something missing yeah. even though they can't really put the finger on it what it is but they get the gut feeling yeah i know exactly so so like i said the number one is you the number two is the offer the sort of service that you're offering and the third is the client and this is where a lot of people drop off as well which is they don't think people have money for it they don't think people are interested in it mm -hmm. and um and that they don't understand exactly what they're offering. So like the third one is about the client and how ready they are. The fourth thing is, well, actually that slides into the fourth one, which is people want it now. Because one thing is to believe that people want what you're offering and that you're the right person and that people have cash to pay you. The other thing that you have to have in place is that they don't want it three years from now. They want it right now. Like <laughs> to get the cash in. Yeah. Uh, and so, and so within those four things, you have to have enough people that see you. And I, I tend to introduce a very simplified marketing funnel where the top part of the funnel is like the most amount of people. Okay, so how can I fill into my funnel the most amount of people that gets their eyes on me? The more mm. people that see me that are likely to be interested in what I do, how can I get in front of those? And that's what I spoke about like with choosing your platform, podcasts, TikTok, YouTube, networking, like in real life meetings. Yeah. But you have to get in front of as many people as possible that are interested in sort of the area of what you do. The second part of the funnel is where you really start to connect with them. This is where you're creating your content. People have seen you now, but now they're really starting to absorb your content. They're getting to know you. And that's why I love to call content creation a body of work. It's not just putting things out there, but you're creating a body of work that get, helps people get to know you and connect with you. And that's not so like blogging, YouTube and all mm -hmm. that, right? Yeah. Podcasting. Mm -hmm. People can binge Podcasting. your podcast. Yes. Yeah. yeah, that's true. And so, so all of those people that have seen you aren't necessarily going to binge your content, but some of them are, you know, the ones the, your contact really speaks to exactly yeah but if, the, if we go just a step back how do they see you do you mean like advertising how do they find you the first yeah. step right they have to find you you mean advertising right so that was what i was mentioning you need to do what's easiest for you okay so, so it depends if, yeah so like if getting on a live stream every day is the easiest for you and your personality do that if it is pitching to big industry conferences and get on the stage do that like just really do a brain dump with all of the ways you can get eyes on you in real life yeah. online paid organically like just throw it out there without any concern and then you start to sort of cherry pick what would be fun yeah. and easy for you got it yeah and, and you can then... be 
try for a while with something and then I didn't like that quite so much. Now I'm wanting to do it with a different twist or I want to do something completely different. But you need to have, you need to go out and meet people in some way or another or like for them to see you. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And then you really create the content. And then the third step, I remember there were four, right? Well, there's four things that has to be in check to sell. And that's, okay. you know, your belief in yourself, in the product, in the client mm -hmm. and the fact that they want it now. But the funnel that I'm talking about is how to sort of get, yeah. fill out the client space. How do you get more clients? Because it's in, in sales, we call it a numbers game, but I don't quite like a numbers game <laughs> thing. I'm more like, I love to create a huge community. That's how I see it, you know? Yeah. Attracting a huge community of, of like-minded people that find what I talk about interesting that are curious about it. And then mm. as they get to know me and my material, they lean in further. They want to hear what I'm saying. They're now seeing me as a thought leader within my field that they might want more of. But then the third part of the funnel, the bottom of the funnel is mm -hmm. where people actually buy. Yeah. Those are your people that have not only just seen you and gotten to know what you're about through your content, but those are the people that have booked a consultation with you or however your model is uh, and are ready to throw money at it. They're like, I love this person. I love the content. Well, they don't have to necessarily have to love you, but they, they need to see that what you offer can help them get what they want mm. to the degree where they want to pay for it. And there's two ways to get people to buy, and that is reduce friction. So reduce the fear in sales. They call it overcome objections. I like help people like, love to rather reframe that because what I see it as is their fears to invest in themselves because generally people don't buy coaching or yoga or whatever, because either they think they're not going to get the results, like they're special. They, they're just messed up to the degree where it's just not changeable. So or, it's not worth it to invest. Because... Exactly. Yeah, mm -hmm. they have fears that if I pay this money, I won't get the return because something's wrong with me or, you know, uh, there's some reason that they don't think it's going to work for them. So that's one fear we have to help them overcome. And we can do that through our content as well. And then the yeah. second is to motivate, to motivate them to actually do this, like help them see the possibilities of creating what they can get from working with you because working with someone paying someone for a service. It's not like we're throwing money and never seeing the value ever again. Like it's an exchange. We see the service as more valuable than the money that we pay for it. It's, it's an investment for the future. Mm -hmm. And so that's also what we have to help people see. So, so to, to sort of summarize all of that and, and sort of coming back to your question about how can someone with just a little seed in their belly or heart, an idea go to actually creating a business that they're getting paid is you have to have those four things in check believe in yourself yeah. believe in your product believe that people actually want what you have and that they want it now and then you have to go out and start to be visible around this get in front of as many people as possible jump or jump over the fence where it's the easiest for you and then start to create content in a way that feels fun for you so that people get to know what you're about, how you can help them and why it's specifically important to work with 
you? Like, why is it important for them to get those results by working with you? And then also helping them get to the point where they trust themselves, they trust spending that money is worth it. Uh, and it's basically sales is about, or marketing is about establishing relationships. Yeah. Because whether it's in real life or online, at the end of the day, it's humans on the other side. And I think a lot of people forget that specifically in digital marketing, where it's like, it's leads and it's statistics and it's analytics mm. and it's, you know, it's humans for crying out loud. <laughs> yeah. Get it. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. So remember that you're talking to other humans. Yeah. That are just having wants in life that having some things that they would love to change or update or mm. upgrade. And you have that specific thing that can help them get that. Yeah. I remember actually yesterday I was listening to this video is marketing guy his name just i can't remember his name right now he says remember to write on your website like you're talking to someone if you go through a website text mm -hmm. you will read words that you would probably never use in a conversation so people mm -hmm. don't talk like that then why do you write like that yeah you're talking exactly. to people you're not talking to machines yeah it's the modern day it's the modern day latin latin i would say you know, like back in the days, yeah. they would write in Latin, but nobody spoke it. And it's like, why? That was a good one. It's a modern day Latin. Yeah. Like, why do you write like that when you don't speak like that? Yeah, exactly. You, have also, to, you want to sound so smart and at the end of the day, it doesn't work because it's normal people reading it. Exactly. And also, like, one of my mentors, she said, words are wands. And I so believe in that because mm. it's two parts to... To communication it's the energy and then there's the actual words and the energy will oftentimes change the words that we're using but there's also like an undercurrent of the energy when you look at the whole text together and so when we write content or on a website uh, or any call it selling text we have to also recognize that we write there is going to attract a specific type of person we want to make sure that we're writing to the person that we actually want to work with. That's a really good point. Yeah. And <laughs> there's so much talk about niche. Like people think that they're, if they choose the right niche, they're going to sell like hot, fresh bread or whatever it's called. <laughs> That's a Norwegian expression. <laughs> I'm just hearing that it yeah. didn't translate very well, but it's like, it's selling really well. Yeah. But I, I know what you mean. Yeah. <laughs> and but the thing is, the best niche you can possibly have is talking to people that are ready to pay for the transformation that you can offer. We forget that part. A lot of people think, okay, a niche, it's that age, it's that gender, it's that sort of demographic or psychographic, psychographic meaning what they're interested in stuff. But what we forget to add on there is people that are actually resourceful, that actually have resources to pay for your services. Mm. And, and so that's, that's that part, the paying part. The other part is we want, and coming back to revealing who we really are, if we're spiritual and really into self-development and stuff like that, that tends to be who we really want to talk to. Like that's who we would love to work with. Very often, our ideal clients are a previous version of ourselves. Like they're going through something that we've now worked through. Um, 
or like they want to achieve something that we've already achieved. And, and so just making sure to, how do I say this? One of the easier ways to write copy is to write like it was a love letter to your previous self. Like I can help mm. you. Wow. Yeah. Like write a love letter to your previous self. Yeah. Makes sense. Really because... lots of good advice here. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> because it doesn't become so vague or, or like so left brain and strategic and, and yeah. like, I don't know. I like to call it A4, like following standards mm. and spreadsheets and stuff like that. Some people love that. I don't. But if, if my clients love it, we'll work to their strengths. But yeah. for me, it just helps to put humanity back into marketing. Put humanity back into marketing. I have this feeling that marketing, it has a lot of male energy, like go and get it. Like you said, do it, do it, do it, instead of just being and feeling. Yes. yes exactly exactly so and that's where we're seeing a lot of burnout as well like pushing mm -hmm. pushing pushing creating 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 but we're forgetting that <laughs> a lot of the times like when people actually come to you and want to pay you you haven't worked on your receiving so when you then present your price you're like your energy turns off and you can't even say the number out loud and then they're like oh i don't know about this <laughs> i don't know about this person like why are they stuttering when they're saying their price? <laughs> yeah. Mm, get like there's... there's a lot of work to be done, actually, for most people starting, starting for themselves. Yeah, I see it as, a, like I said, a healing journey. A healing journey, yeah. But I also don't want people to feel overwhelmed. That it's like, oh my God, like I have to become this new person and completely work through all my childhood trauma to be able to earn a buck. Like that's not what I'm saying, but what I'm saying is the better it gets, the better it gets, the better it gets, the better it gets. Like the more layers you peel off, the easier it is for you to, to earn money. And there are so many people that are earned big bucks without doing any personal work, um, but they have the yeah. mindset that I deserve this. Like of they course have people it to want start this. with. Yeah exactly mm. and so that's sort of we can work with mindset without healing the deeper trauma for for like specific situations but i don't see that as sustainable because i i want to i want to change the soil so that what grows in it becomes luscious forever and ever <laughs> you know mm. what i mean i and don't want to plant new flowers right and it's also about maintaining the hell the maintaining the wealth not just making it yeah Man maintaining it long term yeah, being a good steward of, of the mm. money that comes in. And also like growing your capacity to have, that's a huge one because so many people talk about wealth in terms of what you're earning, but so many people also forget that you need to learn how to have and not to spend what you have and be grateful for what you have as well. That's actually a completely different skill set because a lot of people, when they start earning more money they're like oh shit what am i doing with this now like i should probably invest in this and spend it on that and then all of a sudden like you know the classic lotto lotto millionaire thing yeah that gets a lot of money in and then everything is gone within a year yeah because mm. they haven't increased their nervous system capacity to have either yeah of course they haven't done the the groundwork then you're saying to the universe, if, if I'm allowed to talk about universe right oh. now, they're, they're, <laughs> they're telling to the universe, I don't deserve it anyways, so take it away from me. Yeah, yeah, exactly. 
and and I love yep. I can't remember who said it but there was someone that said the universe can only say yes so mm. whatever you tell it it's like I don't deserve it oh my god what am I doing with it I can't handle this money yes yes <laughs> yes okay but uh from this could you come with some affirmations then that someone could use in this case someone that is in that position when they are just starting for themselves changing their whole life or changing their job basically people that come to you what kind of what kind of affirmations could they use in their mm. everyday life yeah so i have a sort of specific view on affirmations altogether i work with parts mm. work as well meaning that you know every time we feel like we have a problem it's because we have a cognitive cognitive dissonance meaning that one part of us wants this and another part of us wants something quite different so for example one part of us wants to start a business another one is shit scared to be visible so in that sense there's inner conflict and if the part of us that wants to create a business is saying affirmations that the other part the scared part uh, doesn't believe then it's going to speak louder and louder and louder and turn into what we call self-sabotage so the so actually you get the opposite effect yeah <laughs> <laughs> so it's so important when we're doing affirmations that all of us believe it so for example all parts of us yes so instead mm -hmm. of saying affirmation of for example um i it's a very big like branch standards these years like or these days that if if you've succeeded in the coaching industry for example you earn a hundred thousand dollars a year so if we take that for example and we say i earn a hundred thousand dollars a year and we tell us ourselves that over and over then this other other part is going to be like well that's a lie <laughs> it's we're not we've got 500 bucks in our account that's it <laughs> and so you know it's about all parts of you believing it exactly yes okay so how we do this is we trick the brain in a way like we don't trick it but it's way to get there is like how is it true that i can build a hundred thousand dollar business and now the brain has to come up with reasons that are currently true so now you say mm -hmm. i have 10 years of experience within this i have expertise in that i have lived through these issues and come out the other end and like building yourself up with reasons why you see yourself as a successful business person and now all of you believe it because you can't argue with your experience and like things that have happened okay so basically then the rational part of you starts believing it too yes so yeah both parts of you believe it so then affirmations can work yes so and then you should I'm... still start by doing the groundwork and then you come with affirmations exactly and then okay. um, and also another way to do it you can play with too is stating claims that you know that you agree with so for example i set myself up for success that's true because nobody else does i'm the one that does it yeah true <laughs> and when we tell ourselves that i set myself up for success we now start looking for ways to set ourselves up for success that particular day mm -hmm. So choose affirmations that you can't argue against. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, choose an affirmation that would really that you'd really love to come true in your life, but then do mm -hmm. the, the groundwork. Where you ask yourself, how is it true yeah. that? I how love the question, true? how is it true? Because how now you have to explain yeah. it. 
you have to explain to yourself and show the brain evidence for that being true. <laughs> I love this. I awesome. love this. I guess for some people that affirmations really work, like are very straightforward. I remember Louise Hay. It's mm. one of of the first alternative books I've read was from her. Uh, she, like affirmations really worked for her and she was a true believer in affirmations. And I remember when I started, like in, in the beginnings of my journey, when I started with this, I was like, but why isn't this working for me in the same way? Yeah, so yeah, exactly. Sense. Yeah, and also we have to in introduce or work a lot of like somatic stuff as well, because our body is where our lives really happens. Like that's where yeah. we feel things. We feel happiness, we feel anxiety, we feel all, all of that. So, but so our bodies is where we really live our lives. And so we have to introduce our bodies to the affirmations as well to make them really potent. So really when we're saying those affirmations that we do believe, feel into it. It's like feel the mm. excitement that comes with I set myself up for business or business success. Mm. <laughs> I can't even say it now. Business success. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, like really lean into the feeling as well, not just yeah. in our heads, because then it doesn't really have that um, energetic anchor or, or, or potency behind it. Mm, understand. And lastly, how can people find you? How can they get in contact with you? I hang out mostly on Instagram and my handle mm -hmm. is Martina Thomason Coaching, all in one word. So first name, last name and coaching. And then my website is martinathomason.com where you can find some more information about me and you can also find the link to my podcast, which is Holistic Marketing for Coaches, which you can listen to on any podcast uh, service. And uh, yeah, that's where I hang out. So Instagram and your website, martinathomason.com. And podcast, yes. And podcast, yes. Mm -hmm. Of yep. course. <laughs> mm -hmm. Well, thank you so much. Thank you so much for being with us today. And I personally learned a lot today. So I'm sure also people listening to this have learned at least something. I really believe that. Thank you awesome. so much for being with us. Thank you, Ada. It was a pleasure to be here with you. <laughs> Same. It was a pleasure to have you here. Now it's your turn. Let me know what health and abundance subjects you want me to cover in the future. Do that by commenting on the post on Instagram. Thank you so much for listening and thank you to Martina for being here with us today. If you liked it, please leave a review at podchaser.com. Just search for the podcast and write a good review. In the next episode, we'll be talking about the law of attraction. And remember... You are always creating your health and abundance. What do you choose to create?